but they we always enjoyed watching movies like i went to see all the yeah. the 007 films with my dad when i was a little kid and <laughs> nice. we, we we would bond over that yeah and then and then you go and watch them now and you realize how misogynistic they are and just how bad. <laughs> it's that, that's that's like the uh one of those that don't hold up too well yeah. <laughs> with the time yeah. i don't know if you i watched a few over the pandemic and was like oh that <laughs> mm, that would not fly today <laughs> not anymore <laughs> hey what's going on guys my name is kenneth jackson i'm an actor from atlanta georgia and i'm trey riley i'm a writer director from charlotte north carolina and this is cinevibes Hey, what's going on, everyone? My name is Kenneth Jackson. I am, of course, joined by my esteemed co-host and good friend, Trey Riley. Hello. Welcome back to Cinevibes. And today, we are sitting down with a very special person. He is very well known in the Atlanta theater scene, so you may have heard of him. And he's done some really cool stuff. We got a lot of cool things to talk about. Uh, but not only that, he's award-winning, which we'll get into a little bit more. Uh, actor, writer, producer, director, act, all, all that good stuff. Uh, it's Grant McGowan. Everyone, welcome Grant McGowan. Thank you so much for being here with us. Thanks for, thanks for having me. Nice. So the first thing we wanted to ask uh, pretty much was how did you get into entertainment as a whole? So theater, I'm assuming, was it theater that you started in? Yeah, yeah. So I started doing theater in high school, but I think I fell in love with the just watching movies at, a, at an early age. Um, mm -hmm. I was always a shy kid and was really afraid of, you know, being seen. And, and I was always hiding behind my mother's leg <laughs> and that sort of thing. But I grew up, my older sister, she was much more extroverted and uh, always putting on little shows and putting on acts. And so we would, that was just a way, I think, for us to connect with our family was to entertain you know, and so we mm -hmm. would do, we'd put on little skits and, and funny enough, my sister and I still do the same thing. My sister runs a little sketch comedy troupe and she does improv and writes comedy. Oh. And, um, but I think I, I grew up watching her and just, there was a way of connecting with people. Yeah. Um, but I eventually got into doing, um, you know, the high school musical. The movie, right? Uh, <laughs> and then uh, eventually improv and. I, that's what's interesting it's like now these days I'm directing mo mostly and teaching and doing cinematography uh, but it all started it's like one thing led to another you know act, mm -hmm. acting led to producing which led to writing which led to directing which led to editing and cinematography yeah. and all sorts of things and, and, and I guess that I you know but I think maybe at the end of the day I've been doing it just for the excuse to be around weird people and um, <laughs> yeah, and the storytelling. I mean, the, the storytelling is, is certainly fun, mm -hmm. but I think even more important for me is just being around interesting people and, you know, having like storytellers know how to tell stories. So it's like when we're at the bar mm -hmm. after the show, the show still continues. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah. So... I think that's how I got into it uh, was just an interest of, uh, of it, you know, I guess just mm -hmm. enjoying stories. Yeah. Um, but then once I started hanging around the people, I realized these people are fun, you know? 
<laughs> they can yeah, party. It's quirky. Yeah. 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 I uh I love that you had that family element too, like your sister having that improv troupe and everything. That yeah. uh I think really like, you know, maybe some people that get into the film industry, they may be like, it may seem like a solo mission almost because I don't know sometime like the way I am, my family was never into acting. I mean, we did like talent shows and stuff while we were at the <laughs> beach house, stuff like that. So it wasn't like anything too serious. And, um, it was never, it was just always a joke. And so now like that I'm pursuing acting as I am, uh, and my family, they completely understand it, but it was a solo mission almost. But for you, like, I love that you had the like family aspect of it as well. Well, I think that it, I don't know if they ever supported the career of acting. Oh, okay. You know, I mean, and, and they would argue that they did. And, and I think they did also. I mean, at some but mm -hmm. I had to really push them. You know, I had yeah. to really mm -hmm. push my parents yeah. to believe that I could. I could make it in the industry of acting, which has, yeah. you know, been such a challenge. I mean, it really, it's still, it's such a challenge. I don't think I've ever made more than $10,000 a year in acting, you know? Mm -hmm. And, and like, and I teach acting. I remember being 19 and like, you know, wanting to go to acting school and really convincing my mom that I can make a living doing this and mm -hmm. I can do this. And, um, but I'm so glad that, you know, she gave me the chance because, yeah. Uh, I don't think that I came out of acting conservatory. Um, so I went to an acting conservatory in New York mm -hmm. and I was very lucky. Um, I did have my parents support there. Um, I did have mm -hmm. a scholarship also, but that it was, um, um, you know, it changed my life. It, it definitely, it, I think it, it, it gave me a more fulfilling life and that didn't yeah. necessarily give me more money right off the bat. And I've been lucky. I mean, I've been I've worked in this industry and only this industry for a, a good minute. You know, it really hasn't mm -hmm. been until this year that I'm like, I need some side hustles. You know, I need some other right. things to do, mm -hmm. um, other means of income. You know, mm -hmm. yeah, that was a big concern for my family, for sure. You know, yeah, but they we always enjoyed watching movies like I went to see all the. Yeah the 007 films with my dad when I was a little kid. And <laughs> nice. we, we, we would bond over that. Yeah. And then, and then you go and watch them now and you realize how misogynistic they are. And just how <laughs> that, it's, that, that's, that's like the, uh, one of those that don't hold up too well yeah. <laughs> with the time. Yeah. I don't know if you, I watched a few over the pandemic and was like, oh, that. Mm, <laughs> that would not fly today. Not anymore. <laughs> have they had like a 007 girl yet? They're, they're oh, trying to introduce one, I think, they now. They probably will, yeah. yeah, at some point. I mean, and they might have, they should, you know. It's yeah. cool, it's cool how, man, it's cool. It's cool how we're, I think, the industry, I hate to do that word, but I, we're, where it's going, you know. There's a mm -hmm. lot more just work in general. A lot, like, there's a lot more diversity of work. Like, if you can... <sighs> And there should be more, you know. There's yeah. th there's a lot right. more than maybe there once was, but there there's certainly room for like even more. Yeah, uh, the I playing fields kind of opening yeah. up some. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely. So you went to uh, the acting conservatory. Was that the first thing you did out of high school, or did you go to college first? So right out of high school, actually, fun fact is. 
I was an athlete in in high school, and that was a mm. a big thing, big part of my life. I wanted I wanted to play football. I wanted to play college football, which is funny. Yeah, I tell some people that, and they're like, "You, <laughs> you're, you're scrawny ass." <laughs> but I I used to really want to play college football, and I had a bunch of injuries my senior year in high school, mm-hmm. and that cha- kind of changed the trajectory of where I, of my life. Um, but so I ended up. Uh, I was really, you know, I took a year off high school and I didn't know, I knew I wanted to be an actor. I kind of knew at some point I would come and, you know, explore that. It was kind of like, it was my backup plan. I was like, I'm going to play sports as long as I can. And then, you know, but, (laughs) (laughs) but who would know like 18 that your sports career was over or whatever. Mm -hmm. I went to, I took a year off and then I went to conservatory in, in New York City. Um, I would, you know, audition for a bunch of different schools. And actually, I went to Wagner College for a year, which was a musical theater school in New York City and mm. Staten Island. And it was a, it was a great theater school, um, really strong, because I, I, di- I went to a lot of, I did my research. Like, I'm a big mm-hmm. nerd. If you know me, you know that I, I do my research, <laughs> and I really like to get into things. Yeah. Um, but I... I went to um, a lot, all the schools and auditioned and tried to meet all the people and try to figure out. I read all the acting books and I, re- I was trying to figure out which studio I wanted to study at, where I wanted to learn. And, um, but I was, you know, and, I, and it's funny talking about this because I try to remember that feeling because in a lot of times now people come to my studio and they're, you know, I can see that excitement. Mm-hmm. They, they don't have the experience yet, but they're like, I think I'm interested in this. They're reading all the acting yeah. books. and um, So I did it like every, probably, like a lot of students. I read all the acting techniques, Strasberg, Stanislavski, Meisner, Stella mm-hmm. Adler. And um, I auditioned for all the schools. But what I did is I watched their shows. Like I went to their schools and watched their performances. Yeah. Because I wanted to see like, you know, I think the proof is in the pudding. At the end of the day, it's like, right. you know are they good you know mm-hmm. yeah. and and I, I went to this one school Wagner College and they were just like it felt like a really they were very professional their theater mm-hmm. their theater program was really professional it was like Broadway yeah. so that kind of blew me away so I went to that school for a year but what I didn't know is it was in Staten Island which is kind of like uh it's kind of like the dump of New York City. I mean, not, uh, they they joke and say that it is, but it's 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 actually a rural. I'm mean, a, a suburban area in New York. It's mm-hmm. very. I mean, it's on an island. That's mm-hmm. you know a good like takes an hour to get into the city. So, mm-hmm. um, and you have this beautiful view of the city because it's up on this hill. So it was kind of a tease, like being like kind of away from the city where all the action was. Yeah. So I, I went there for a year, and then I was also, I had a BA at the time, and I found that my, so I, my grades in theater were all straight A's, like all my theater and mm-hmm. art classes were A's, but in the rest of the classes I was starting to do not so great, and I had like C's and D's, you know, I wasn't really yeah. applying myself to my academics, so I kind of realized like, well, what is this saying, you know, like maybe... I really want to focus on what I love. And so I went to a conservatory. Um, and that was interesting. So I went to the New York Conservatory for Dramatic Arts, which was in Chelsea. And that w- it was just an acting intensive school. And you, you learned a bunch of different acting techniques. And mm-hmm. um, 
Um, and it was great. I mean, it was great. It was not a perfect school at all. I mean, you know, I wouldn't mm -hmm. say that. I would say it to their face. I actually worked for them for a minute and helped them auditions for pers prospective students in the mm -hmm. Southeast. Um, but wow. they, uh, yeah, and actually one of my students ended up going to that school. Um, it's a good school. It, you know, like any school, it need, it, it, there's some things I think they could have done better. And I think that's right. what I... You know, I took that feedback and I try to, as a teacher now, I try to, I guess I try to make the thing that I've always wanted as a student, you know, I try to yeah. give students that thing yeah. that I thought was missing from the conservatory. But I'm glad, ultimately, I'm really glad I went. What's the setup with something like a conservatory? I don't, like, I think we've all heard the term, but we don't maybe know exactly what that is. Well, I mean, it's a school like any other, but, you know, you're, you know, you're whatever, studying however many classes, 40 hours a week, I imagine something somewhere around there, 30 mm -hmm. hours. But, um, um, but this, you're just doing 100% acting. Um, gotcha. So it's more intensive, you know, so you're, you're doing your acting classes, your uh, foundation classes like Meisner, and then you're doing your voice and movement classes and you're doing on camera work and improv work and comedy classes. Mm -hmm. um, but it, it was great. Um, it was great. And obviously there were some techniques that I, I think I vibed with better than others. And I think it was a nice introduction to a lot of different acting techniques. So it has served me well as a teacher, that's for sure. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But, you know, maybe I don't, I didn't necessarily need to learn all of those techniques to be a successful actor. Uh, right. But, I'm, but I am glad that I, I, I ultimately, you know, went, did, chose the path that I chose. But I will say that after school and when I, I started getting into, um, you know, I knew I wanted to film act and I was doing little film projects here and there and um, what was interesting to me is a lot of my my first film was a, a NYU grad student film, and mm. so these were some great, you know, to go to, to get into that program, you have to be pretty decent filmmaker and pretty serious, especially the grad right. program. Mm -hmm. um, but what was interesting is all the directors, like I, I wanted to go to film school. That was kind of my thing after acting school. I kind of was like interested in directing, and I thought maybe I could do this. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but I didn't ultimately end up going to directing school. Uh, but what I, one of the issues I noticed was that they get all the directors go to directing school and are taught by other directors. And then all the actors go to an mm -hmm. acting school taught by other actors. Yeah. And I thought that there was like a, not a necessarily like a strong, cohesive um, ness. I guess there was not a, uh, a connection between the two schools like you know ultimately we just some form of disconnect between yeah. the two like actors and directors there was there there was a little bit of a disconnect especially disconnect especially with the the younger you know as you you start start learning i find a lot of directors admit that they were afraid to work with actors i, I know martin scorsese was t mentioning that his first film he hired his roommate you know who was not an actor yeah, yeah. but it was his friend and he just felt you know you you do that you tend to hire people you're com comfortable with yeah and and i know that but you know i try to tell anytime there's a young director i'm like hire actors you know because <laughs> it ends up making your job easier yeah because if you hire a professional actor they they know what they're doing you don't have to really mm -hmm. give them any direction other than hey stand here or you know 
louder, faster, right. fun, whatever you, you can give them sometimes the simplest direction and they can do, you know, great work. Whereas like maybe a younger actor, if you're directing them, takes, you know, takes more work sometimes, not all the time, mm -hmm. but, you know, most of the time it, it's harder to get consistent, good work out of a, a less experienced actor. That's just, yeah, you yeah. know, that's, it has to be a fact, you know, it has to be true. Definitely. So, yeah, I've always wanted a school where, like, directors and actors were part of the same company. Or at least they, not necessarily in the same school, but um, at least part of the same company. They were working together, mm -hmm. you know. They, they were, interact together. Yeah. yeah, they had opportunities to interact, to yeah. work on short films and that sort of thing. Because, I mean, that's, Definitely. like, that's how it's done. Like, any film, well, make, yeah, any you, production, yeah. like, the director and the actors are, like, hand and foot. Like, they need to be in sync and... If you're not working together, I feel like you lose a lot of that. A lot of times it's 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 nice when you have that like trust. Like when you know the actor, and I'm actually really lucky because the stuff that I've directed, I know a lot of actors and I, I because of, I've been teaching and running a theater company. But when you but you know, a lot of the 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 really good experienced actors, it's like you, you almost give them no direction. You just kinda eh, you do that thing you do, you know? <laughs> and uh I'll Ryan just, Gosling, I'll, I'll light just you, stare at me. or I'll, yeah, yeah, <laughs> I'll just stand behind the camera and pick my nose, and yeah, no, some of the, the best project, or the best projects have been just the easiest in terms of directing, because you just really just let them do their thing, um, mm -hmm. but sometimes it's more difficult, it's, for me, it's definitely, like, when you're working with new actors, it's a hit or miss, because, mm -hmm. and, and you want to work with new people, that's always the thing, um, but you, you just, you never know, like it, it can, you know, you know, it can, they can turn out to be brilliant and your next best friend, or they can be really, you know, <laughs> difficult <laughs> and you the might opposite. have to, um, you, you guys are, cause you, you don't always speak the same language and a lot of new actors that work with new people, they, they have anxiety of, uh, wanting to please you like as a director mm -hmm. and that anxiety, I think. Uh, keeps them from doing their best work sometimes right yeah we we had talked about uh this on a previous podcast uh and this is so we had talked about uh and this was a question asked to me was like what was my what is my approach to acting and i answered it in two parts which was there was the 2019 2018 kenneth and then there's the 2020 kenneth so two <laughs> completely different people as far as acting yeah. goes and um, I pretty, <laughs> I pretty much was like, uh, I I pretty much told Trey like before I would be you know I would show up and be like, what do you guys need me to do? And I remember vividly, you know, we talked about this in class, was uh, that you know that's one of the worst things you can do as an actor is show up and then tell the director, oh, I'm here to do whatever you want, and then the director's like, yeah. oh god, <laughs> so. Uh, but one thing I wanted to talk about, uh, s since we're on the topic, is Pinch and Ouch Theater. You've uh, been teaching there, and not only that, you're my teacher as well. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, can you talk a little bit about Pinch and Ouch, how that came to be, and like how that's been over the past, uh, was it 12 years now that you've been going? Yeah, years? I guess almost. Uh, 2009, we did our first production in the East Village of New York City, and then mm -hmm. in 2010... We did a play at the Alliance Theater mm. uh, in their Hertz stage, and 
that's how it all started. I mean, it all started a group of actors in an acting class, a Meisner class, mm -hmm. that were just passionate about acting and wanted an opportunity to work on good work. Yeah. And, um, you know, we were, you know, friends at the time. And, and uh, I kind of got into writing a little bit. That, that was, I wrote a play and we produced it together and we had some fun. And um, mm -hmm. it started off a, a short play and then began, it became a two act play um, mm -hmm. that was called Wall Street Wedding. We, we later produced that play in 2013 and it was like, it was a hit. It was really, mm. really cool. It, one of my, probably Josh. the proudest, one of the proudest moments in, in my career was writing a play and seeing that come to life. And then, again, that's another yeah. random thing. I, it's not random anymore because now I really do consider myself a professional playwright. But when I, mm -hmm. I you know, I used to think of myself as an actor that eh, occasionally writes. Yeah. <laughs> but I, it, but it's funny because I almost have had, at this point, maybe have had more success as a writer um, than an actor. Um, and, and there's nothing wrong with that. I think it's, it's kind of fun when you discover you have these other little side things yeah. But it's all the necessity. I mean, you know, it all starts with that. You've heard it before. The show must go on, you know? Mm -hmm. And the show is like what brings people together. Like the show is the excuse to hang out. Yeah. And, and I think that's what, what it all was about in the beginning. I, don't, I realize that now. Back then, I think we were really serious about having good work and, you know, being the best and, you know, mm -hmm. yeah. being yeah. masters of our craft. But now I realize, like, like it's not about that. It's really just about hanging out with, with cool people. And I, and I also uh, mm -hmm. think, well, but at this point, we are pretty damn good at what we do. We, we, <laughs> and, and, and it's because of just the experience, you know. And, and that doesn't mean, like, again, there's a lot of new actors that we work with and um, and they're they're just as talented, you know. Um, it doesn't always mean that you have to have experience to be really good at what you do, but um, but the experience does give you a sense of almost relaxation in your work. And right. now you can just do the work and not have the anxiety of am I going to be received well? Mm -hmm. So yeah, it started off a theater company. And then it grew into, you know, we were producing films and, um, um, and I, you know, that su still surprises a lot of people that we make films, uh, even right. though like what people don't know is I went to a film school. Like I didn't go to a theater school really. Um, right. Mm -hmm. So sometimes people are surprised that we make films and that we teach film acting classes. They um, think the two mm -hmm. can't like live in the yeah. same vein. Yeah, it's a theater. I mean, I think of like film is a the is a theater. You know, a film. It, mm -hmm. it, they're definitely different mediums. I mean, right. a stage play is is a very functions very differently than a, a film. Um, yeah, but uh, can you but, talk about you know, that a little bit? Because I was sure. actually curious. Um, that's one of the questions I had was like, as a film director, I know the obvious things like. In theater, you project more, and you're a little more, maybe a motive in your face because you're trying to like, you know, reach a audience member, however far away. 
but what are some of the more subtle things that are kind of different between a theater production and a film production? Yeah, well, I mean, you know, actually, um, a couple of my plays we've adapted to film. And, and of course, we've all seen plays become adapted to film, like Fences or Doubt. Mm-hmm. Or I think Proof was just made into a film. Um, um, and play, plays, um, traditionally, they have more dialogue. The spoken word is the thing, you know. It's, uh, uh, and, and that's why you'll find that playwrights, they, they, they do that a little bit better than screenwriters, you know. They write dialogue really well. Yeah. And, um, and so that's why it is really fun for attractive for a lot of actors. Like Woody Allen was a, a great playwright that became screenwriter. Uh, Martin McDonough, who did three billboards and mm-hmm. was a great playwright. In fact, that I want to say I could be wrong, but I want to say I heard that, that that three billboards was a uh, uh, supposed to be a play originally and then and then became a film i don't know if that's true i but i think i heard that um uh, but anyways yeah he's a he's a playwright and you can tell his dialogue is really strong um and uh he they you know they write like character driven plots yeah so to speak whereas uh screenwriters tend to write action uh better and they they're more visual in how they approach the uh I guess the screenplay, mm-hmm. um, and it doesn't mean that a, a play can't be visual. I mean, especially nowadays, there's like theater that has video projection, and that you can do so much with that. We were just talking about that tonight. Um, how theater is almost become more like film, and mm-hmm. then I also find that audience audiences these days are they don't only want Marvel movies. You know, they they really do appreciate um uh you know a a a simple scene yeah Yeah, they do they really sometimes do appreciate like really good dialogue um that uh yeah so um so it's nice it's nice that we have 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 seen success of films that are more like plays um but yeah to answer your question um again i think that the spoken word tends to be more prominent when you are, are dealing with theater. And um, of course the live audience is a, is a big factor and that, and, and that's, that can be a lot of fun. Um, mm-hmm. um, Keeps things fresh. Right? Yeah. It, it, well, it can, it, I mean, you would think, I mean, sometimes these shows they're doing it nine shows a week, you know, nine. So if you're they're professional theater, they're doing it like nine performances a week. Um, but you're right, the audience does keep it fresh because you're seeing a new audience every night, even yeah. though you're doing the same play, same blocking, um, same lines. It feels a little bit fresh because it's a new set of, of uh, folks. And they, they do add a spontaneous element because they might laugh in a moment you're not expecting. And mm-hmm. um, it's kind of fun. They also give, a, I mean, an audience gives you a lot of energy. Right. Um, um, whereas... Um, also, they can take a lot of energy too, though. There are times when they're just, they're just quiet. It's just and, not hitting. And you kind of start to you start to get in your head as an actor and think, well, "Am I doing something wrong?" Mm-hmm. You know. Um, but film film can be much. What I like about film is the close up. 
and, and a close-up mm -hmm. is really intimate and you don't always like to your point you don't you know theater you do need to project at least you know you need to not always I mean that but you do most of the time need to project mm -hmm. you, not just your voice but your your body you need to be able to tell the story in a way that um, they can translate the play um, mm -hmm. but but oftentimes with um, with film, you really don't need to do much. A lot of it's just kind of you, behind the eyes. You can just have a thought, yeah. and uh, and it's picked up on, especially in a close up. You know, the, the other obvious is like film. A play is like there's hardly any breaks. I mean, I've done some plays where it was ninety minutes in real time with no breaks. Mm -hmm. You know, mm. no cut. <laughs> and, That's uh, wild. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it was it was a lot of fun. It was challenging. I mean, it's it's almost easier when you have scenes and trend, you know, like. But it's, a lot of these scenes are like twenty minutes long, you know, Dang. no cuts, no, you know. Whereas like a film, you're lucky to do four pages, you know, four minutes. Like, I, not lucky. Yeah. I mean, if anything, that's challenging. That's difficult. Right. You know, like I, I mean, mm -hmm. that's it, as an actor, it's difficult to do a four minute scene without any cuts. You know, like usually. Mm -hmm. I find you're doing like maybe a page at a time, you right. know, before right. the director calls cut and then they pick up from a different point, you know. Right. So it's a lot mm -hmm. of pickups, which, you know, for some actors that's really difficult because uh, like keeping that emotional continuity can be, you know, difficult because like you're just picking up from a moment and now you have to like, now you, the director stops you and you got to start back up in the, in the next moment and, it's difficult that can to be stay in the emotion. Yeah, that can be its own set of challenges. But um, but again, yeah, with a play, you're just it's not it's relentless. There's it. no break usually. Yeah, you get some meteor roles though, and the you know actors I think do are drawn to theater because you your your role usually there's no like there's no day player roles in in theater. There's yeah. a, it just doesn't <laughs> exist. I mean. It, if there is the the writer, you know, hasn't hasn't written a play before. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I saw that you said somewhere that in terms of actors, at least in a theater uh, setting, you were interested in the ones that were doing like a consistent job because you mentioned like you could be running for nine days straight or something like that, and like you're looking for those types of actors versus the ones that are on and off. Talk a little oh, yeah, bit about absolutely. consistency with acting. How important is oh, yeah, that? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Well, consistency, I mean, it. it's... Um, to me, it's... Uh, is it important? Um, yeah, it is important because I think if you want to have a like a long, healthy career um, and you want to have pride in your work, then you, you would train so that you can be consistent in what you do. Um, I think it's the training that really makes actors consistent in what they do because you can you can easily get find an amateur who and what I mean amateur is it is just maybe a young actor who sure. doesn't have a lot of experience and they can knock it out of the park if they have the talent and maybe this you know it might be the right role for them um, they can knock it out but what I what I'm willing to bet with my experience uh, I'm willing to bet that they can't do it consistently, you know, yeah. whereas an actor that is trained um, or that's more experienced can probably do it like 
you know, can do it like eight out of 10 shows. And right. I mean, and, and, and that's the, that's the truth. Like, you know, like even the best of the best actors, like, I mean, if you're, if you're, you're, if you're kicking ass eight out of nine shows, like then man, <laughs> I would pay to see you like, you know, like, but, if, but doing it like one out of 10 shows is just, I mean, eh, you know, yeah, like that's no good uh, in the theater. Um, uh, maybe in film you can work with an actor like that. It's still a pain in the ass and it would be expensive um, right. to have that. You'd have to have that time built in to your budget, you know, of your film that like, well, they're going to screw up nine takes, but one of them's going to be solid, you know. I hate to admit, like I have I have directed those actors that have just maybe don't have that experience and I've made it work in the editing room, too. Yeah. <laughs> another benefit of film film is way more forgiving uh it's so much more forgiving than than theater and uh, and mm -hmm. i think that's why a lot of a lot of directors that are in film have respect for great respect for theater actors is because they know that theater actors have discipline and that they train yeah mm -hmm. but and the ones that don't have the respect for theater they just you know haven't been around enough theater to realize that uh yet and maybe, you know, sometimes I guess the people complain about theater actors overacting and kind of maybe pushing or being maybe bigger than they need to be. And that there's some pro there's some probably some truth to that. But, you know, I don't see it as much these days anymore. Um, you know, I remember you know, because I, I guess we're all getting more comfortable working on camera. It seems like there's just so much. Yeah. I mean, look, you know, with the Skype and everything, <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like we're used to like yeah. this now. With yeah. um, did I just call it Skype? That's probably old news now, right? It's still Literally. kicking around. So I mean, Zoom, like Zoom. I mean, this is all getting everybody more comfortable. work just being on camera. Yeah, and. Yeah. Uh, and so I, that, it's interesting, you know, I, I think there is a lot, um, what I think is happening is that there is a, that we are, the people are growing more accustomed to cameras and being around cameras. Yeah. And so there, maybe there's a more, uh, more naturalism in, right. in acting these days, but that doesn't necessarily, that's not necessarily a good thing uh, mm -hmm. because acting isn't always about being natural to you know like heightened scenarios and yeah stuff oftentimes like it is yeah oftentimes it is it is drama i mean we're not really approaching a person at their most natural you know usually at, in a story mm -hmm. we're approaching them in like some a lot of times the events in their life that we see are like really big pinnacle you know? moments yeah. Yeah, I, I've heard it. I've seen it, uh, wh whether it was written or uh, said somewhere, but it was like when you're performing something, this is not the character's best day. <laughs> it's yeah. usually not that or it could be depending yeah, on the scenarios, be. but it's like it's not just another day. We're not seeing them like, yeah. uh, you know, yeah. every other day. These this is like the time frame of their life that is like very impactful. There's there's all there's usually like a an emotional journey you know i find and with great writers and they in with great writers they keep it subtle um they keep the conflict subtle but but there's definitely like moments of ups and downs you know yeah which uh yeah you have to be real brave like emotionally brave 
I think to be a, an actor, a great actor, you know, you have to really be comfortable being vulnerable and expressing yourself. And that's not always, that doesn't necessarily come natural. I mean, you know, it's funny in acting class, we say, take things personally, you know? But how often do you hear from your friends and your advice from, from whatever, don't take it personally, you know, don't take it personally. So it's like, kind of what we learn in life is the opposite of what we're learning in acting <laughs> classes. So yeah. it's kind of funny. People yeah. In a way. yeah, it's kind of funny. So I wanted to talk a little bit about the uh, film fest that you just had. That was pretty huge news. And uh, we talked a little bit before recording. Tell us uh, the news. Tell us what's going on on the front. Okay, so we just did the 48-hour film project in Atlanta. And we, we've participated in that festival a couple of years. Um, it's a fun, it's a really fun exercise. Uh, you've pro everybody's heard of it because they have it in every city. And, um, and, you know, the winner of the city goes to nationals. And I believe there's an international competition as well. Mm -hmm. um, but basically, you make a film in 48 hours. You get a team together and um, you have, you're given a genre, a, a prop, a character, a line. And then you have 48 hours to complete it. It has to be less than seven minutes. So it's a fun mm -hmm. exercise. Um, and, and, and it tends to have pretty big turnout. So Atlanta last year had 100 teams. Wow. Yeah. Um, this year we had 40. Um, and this was this just this past weekend we just participated. Even with all the COVID stuff. That's yeah, huge. That's still a lot. Yeah, 40 is a lot. Yeah. But we were, we were, so the good news is we were just nominated today for best film um, and a couple of other nominations as well. Yeah. And yeah, we were, we were proud of the film. Um, we, it was, it was fun little project. We ended up um, picking, what did we get? Sci-fi, which actually is not really one of my favorite genres. <laughs> Uh, I know, I know. Every every director, when you're that's not, say, I don't hours, like it. It's not your favorite. <laughs> I love, but what's great about sci-fi is sci-fi can be a lot of different genres. Like they can, you can have a drama sci-fi or coming yeah. of age sci-fi, or you can have a horror sci-fi. You can, mm -hmm. you know, really kind of blend. Have it. A, you can blend it. So we did a kind of like a a drama comedy sci-fi kind of thing, and it was like about. It was kind of well, actually got kind of compared to a Black Mirror episode, which I took as a huge compliment. That's a huge compliment. Because, yeah, because I think a lot of those, um, yeah, a lot of those are. It's very they're very smartly written. Everyone that has seen it probably agrees. It's it, the acting is really good in those. And they're very smartly written. Um, they're kind of like indie drama and sometimes comedy satire. And t for me. You, well, all the Black Mirror episodes are are different, uh, but in mm. that again is what's kind of nice about it. But they a lot of them are subtle in how they approach sci-fi. You know, it's mm. not like aliens like blasting through you know someone's stomach. Yeah. Nothing wrong with that movie, but <laughs> but sometimes <laughs> like people tend to over dramatize and um, kind of push the genre and like you know make fun of it really. Yeah. yeah. Where in, instead of um, Accepting. Uh, yeah, just kind of like, for, again, for me, like subtlety is really like, and detail is really what, really what makes a film great. Uh, yeah. And, and when I, and when I look at the really good films that I like, I, they're they're just their attention to detail is really incredible. Because sci-fi so has I, got I try so to much do that. 
like realism built into it inherently like the good yeah. ones you're like wow this is like five years away from happening that that is that is one thing I really do try to do, and I try to push our team. A couple of the like I, we had a writer I worked with, his name is Matthew Hunt. He's a fantastic writer, um, but I remember talking to him about. He wrote this film uh, about um, the one that I directed. I was talking to him about the film, and I was just saying how I really wanted to ground it and just keep the conflict yeah. very simple, very subtle. And uh, I'm so glad we did that because. I do think there's a tendency to push and like, over, you know, really, um, you know, try to go for the gut wrenching thing and not to say that that's not um, good sometimes, but sure. it it, um, it tends to be like, either, I'll say this for one thing, there was a lot of violence in a lot of the films I saw, like excessive violence, you know, like in a mm-hmm. way that I'm taking more, I'm taking note of these days. Mm-hmm. I'm starting to say Oh, that's like a lot, you know, like that, yeah. you know, almost to a laughable. A yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. And maybe that's just like, I don't know if it's just the Meisner training I've had or whatever. I don't know what it, but I have become more sensitive. Mm-hmm. I don't know, as a artist and that stuff affects me a lot more these days. And so I, I for me to what's effective is something, something very real, like very simple, you know, yeah. and honest, uh, that I think, oh shit, that could happen to me, you know? <laughs> right. So when I'm looking to write conflict uh, and direct it, I'm looking for that, you know? And, mm-hmm. and not like that gut wrench, not, you know, not like the, oh, the murder and all that stuff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, trust me, I've done that. Yeah. I've done it. Like, I've made a lot of those films, but I, I'm, I start to think, like, ah, was that easy, you know? Right. Uh, with that being said, like the realism that you try to achieve in a lot of your films and the groundedness, uh, tell us a little bit about why you chose Meisner. And is that the main reason that you chose Meisner was you found that one to be the most uh, realistic slash grounded? Well, well, I'll admit I never chose Meisner. I like I stumbled upon it by accident. Like it happened mm-hmm. to be the foundation. That was one of the last techniques that I chose. And uh for whatever reason, but it was the one that moved me the most. It was the one that I saw uh, in in class as a student, but and now as a teacher, I saw it the most effective. Um, right. there, there are a lot of great acting techniques, but this one I saw students just I just saw it like work in ways that I was like, whoa, especially with actors who i thought man this, they could never be an actor you know they're not they're, they don't have the talent or whatever and then mm-hmm. you know a few weeks go by and then all of a sudden you know i'm seeing them really i guess really perform these incredible scenes you know and yeah. it made me realize like sh- there's something to this work because mm-hmm. in the other classes they're not doing the same you know work yeah. like they're doing in this class so I kind of, yeah, for me, the proof was in the pudding. And then when I got to teach the technique, um, now, again, this doesn't work for everybody, but it, oftentimes it doesn't work for actors that don't really give it a chance. You know, they don't really put mm-hmm. the work into it, you know, um, because there's a discipline involved and you have to um, practice exercises. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for me as, a, as an actor, it helped really allow me to ex- access emotions inside yeah. of myself mm-hmm. and and to feel more free and safe right. safe in that 
um, mm -hmm. that expression and confident in that, you know, because uh, yeah. I, you know, I, there was a time where I, I was so terrified, like anytime a writer would write, he has to cry in a scene, you know, uh -oh. and now I'm like, yeah, shit, you know, I'm like, oh, this is no <laughs> big deal. You know, now I'm just trying to like not cry in life all the time. You know? <laughs> <laughs> it's just like, no, I'm just joking. It's like, why is he crying? No, but right I mean, now? it's like, you, it's <laughs> yeah, I was joking today. Well, I wasn't joking. I was like serious with a friend. I was saying like, you know, like acting gets easier. Life gets harder. And like, mm. life, that's when what happens is like, as I, I keep thinking every year that it's going to get easier, like, Mm -hmm. And it's just it keeps getting harder and harder. Like who who thought that? We, remember how how excited everyone was for twenty twenty? You oh, know, it's gonna be the twenty twenty vision. Right, everyone was so like, "This is my year." <laughs> you know, like <laughs> and now everyone's <laughs> like, "Please erase erase twenty twenty one, save us." <laughs> yeah, yeah, and it, and and now it's just like you kind of have to have a sense of humor about it, like we're doing, and and realize like you know twenty twenty one is probably going to be challenging. Yeah. I don't know yeah. how, what new challenges it's going to have, but we're going to do it. And the show must go on. You know, we got to figure yeah. out a way to keep being artists and tell, tell new types of stories, you know? Mm -hmm. Definitely. I mean, staying relevant is like always a challenge, right? Because, you know, think of the screenplay you started writing at the beginning of this year and the one you're writing now. You know, it's like, yeah. it's night and day. Yeah, totally different. Different. Because we've all been changed. Um, and it's funny how things cycle, too. Um, mm -hmm. You know, because I've, like, actually to take it back to that screenplay, Three Billboards, uh, Martin McDonough, I heard him in an interview talking about how that was written 10 years prior to when it was produced. Wow. And mm -hmm. when it was produ finally produced, it felt super relevant because it was, like, a very topical Yeah. Uh, I guess theme. Hitting on relevant issues. Yeah, relevant issues, mm -hmm. but it's just kind of interesting how they just kind of, you know, and sadly, a yeah. lot of these issues that we see just keep rotating, you know. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, and then, the you know, the political climate flips back and forth. So it's like, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like, you might as well write the thing that you're going to produce 10 years from now. Yeah. <laughs> you don't Today, have to be you know? in a rush to like yeah, yeah, that's hit true, it right yeah. now. Like, that's a good well, point. Hopefully yeah. 2020 doesn't happen again, but yeah, hopefully yeah, something not, from yeah. this year is going to repeat and you'll be able to tell that story. For Probably. Sure. Maybe. So what is some advice that you would give to artists that are just coming up, whether they're starting out in like Atlanta or just as an artist in general? What are some of the important things you've found uh, in your time in the arts? Well, um, you know, one of the, man, obviously, one of the main things you could do, and is this is going to sound wild, but just be a good human being because um, I know that's so, that sounds like so general, but I mean, that no, goes a long way. Um, that's so much more important than the work. It just is. Yeah. I don't care who says it. Being there for just exploring life, like remembering that people are more important than the stories we tell and the movies we make and the plays mm -hmm. that we put on. Yeah. Um, of course, there's that old saying, and I, I just said it like so many times on this podcast, the show must go on. And I, I love that, that how people come together to commit to sometimes the silliest of ideas. Yeah. And we, we, you know what I mean? Like, we really like put everything we can 
to make the show happen. Mm -hmm. But at the end of the day, I think it's about the people. I really do. I think it's about the yeah. people and not the success of the work or the failure of it, you know? And yeah. so if you can develop relationships with people, um, that's, that, that's really good advice, I think. Not like put the relationship first. The people you're working with mm -hmm. make them more important than the film. Um, right. Because what I, well, because I finally did that in my late 20s. And I'll, I'll admit, like, I, you know, I was more focused on the success of the work in my earlier 20s. Yeah. And, um, and eventually I just like, I don't care. You know, like, I don't, if this plays good or bad, whatever. Uh, let's just right. have a good time and let's, like, mm -hmm. get to know each other on a personal level. Once I started doing yeah. that, though, the work got really good. Yeah. Like, yeah. it started to transcend into a new place. Mm -hmm. um, so that's really good advice. I mean, if you're going to work on anything, if you're working to the top of your passion and you're able to, I guess, create roles for others to work to the top of their passion, mm -hmm. then then that's that's really then the project will likely succeed um, but that means really considering each person's department and, and thinking in like like how can you write a script where the cinematographer is excited to work on it the actors are excited the costume designer the makeup designer the music yeah. artist like if everyone's passionate that it's gonna be great um, now that mm -hmm. that's um, that's a dream that's like really <laughs> never almost never happens it's hard to um, it's hard to to keep that, but yeah. but uh, you know you you try to find you you try to you try to make something that 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 people can be passionate about, and sometimes it's it's just simply like a a piece of work that has a a, a message or something, you know. Some that sometimes that's all it takes. Other times mm -hmm. it's just fun, you know. Yeah. Other times we're just yeah. like we're making a horror film. We're gonna do yeah. a bunch of blood and squirt it on our faces or whatever, you know. It's like something <laughs> silly like that that mm -hmm. we laugh at and yeah. that takes us out of our lives mm -hmm. so i think gives us an escape yeah. you know escapism can be just as powerful as realism you know realism yeah. is incredibly powerful too you know like reminding someone that hey something is going on in in, in yeah. our life that we need to deal with right now um that's that's really powerful so i think that's advice you know you, you know just Connect with people on a personal level. Uh, don't, don't, and that, that doesn't, you know, it's sometimes like being a, a professional sometimes feels like not personal. Um, right. You gotta be professional, obviously. You can't, you gotta, and mm -hmm. the, you gotta be respectful, probably more important than professional. Mm -hmm. That's kind of, yeah. the, kind of the same thing, right? Being respectful mm -hmm. of other departments other people, their time, uh, mm -hmm. respecting them as humans, you know, is really important. But getting to know yeah. them on a personal level, um, I think goes a, a long way. It makes your work better too. Cause when you, yeah. let's say you're acting in a scene with a, someone and you know something, you know what's going on in their day, you can kind of be there for them in a way. And, mm -hmm. and, uh, and, and, and that's it. You know, when we're acting and we're in a scene together, we're definitely, uh, like supporting one another, yeah. even if it's especially if it's like, even if it's like a fight scene or something, you know, like you're even if that their their characters your antagonist, 
you're not really antagonizing them, you know? Yeah. You guys are making a team effort to tell a story. And, and you know, you'll find that those scenes that, that where the antagonist is like, you're, you're in this fight scene, you usually go, you always, you go backstage and you say, hey, that was awesome, man. I loved it when you spit in my face like that. <laughs> that was fantastic. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, you, you support each other because you guys are, you're ultimately you're doing a, um, a project together. And, and you guys both want it to succeed. And yeah. You're, yeah. you're doing your job and you're respecting one another. And that's really cool. That's huge. So, definitely. Yeah, we've heard that from a good deal of our guests when we get to the advice part. And yeah. I couldn't agree more. I mean, it just transcends whatever you're working on the project, the role you have, the character, you know, whatever it is. If you're just there yeah. and you're able to be someone that's contributing in a positive mm -hmm. way, then yeah, like that's it. Yeah. I would, I would also say like in the grand scheme of things, I think what you're talking about is just being a really being a team player, being someone who is there because you're not just there to do your one job. You're there for the entire experience. It's a holistic thing. And I think, uh, at least my hypothesis is that it would make y your ability to last in the industry a lot uh, easier. You know, yeah. it, the longevity of your ability to work a lot easier uh, rather than just showing up and saying, I got this one job after this, I'm out. Oh, yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I mean, you know, people are, are sometimes just not going to like you. I think everyone realizes. Mm -hmm. I mean, I'm, I'm, I don't know if I'm... But you know what? No, I didn't know that when I was younger. I didn't know that I was going to yeah. get criticism for no reason at all, you know, yeah. or at least what that what it felt like to me. Yeah. I felt like, what did I do, you know? Yeah. Uh, but um, but you, you, you are going to get criticism. And no matter what you do, someone's not going to like what you do, yeah. you know? You, seriously, you could win an Oscar and someone's going to be like, he didn't deserve that. Um, mm -hmm. and, uh, and so you get used to it, you know, um, yeah. you can be affected by it. I'm not, I never tell people to like, not be hurt by that. You can be hurt by yeah. it. It's probably better that you are and you're human, mm -hmm. but, but you got to understand that that's just the nature of humanity. And we, we, we are yeah. a, a polarizing bunch of crazies, you know? And yeah. so, um, when any, anytime you make anything, it's not going to be everybody's cup of tea, especially if you, what, yeah. whatever it is you're making, like has a strong voice. Yeah. You know, if it really, if it's making a statement, it's going to be hated, you know? Yeah. If it's, it, and if it's not, then does it have a strong enough voice? You know, it might just right. be it, too safe. Yeah. yeah. And so that's something I realized a lot, you know, it's like if, if, if someone rejects your work, don't, right away just like oh shut down and realize i'm bad at this i'm gonna quit you know it's like yeah that's that's another i think a great piece of advice um, but also there's no need to get defensive either you know sure. usually just like and you know in, in the theater we get a lot of feedback from audiences <laughs> and critics and they write weird things sometimes and um you learn to just um let them you learn to just accept what they say. It's, sometimes it's, a lot of times it's great. 
and mm-hmm. and and then a lot of and sometimes it's you know they're just telling they're not necessarily telling you something about your work they're telling mm-hmm. you something about them and yeah. their How experience it them. yes and um and so um it it's a moment to say to like listen and hear it and um mm-hmm. and then uh then determine later what to do you don't necessarily need to go change your work yeah and everything about it because of one critic or even 10 critics you know yeah <laughs> i mean uh, sometimes that's the thing that might love it or whatever even maybe that maybe the work is the point of the work is not to be loved you know i mean yeah, sometimes to be a personal or impacted sometimes. perhaps yeah a word. Uh, yeah sometimes it is yeah and it sometimes takes a, a little bit of time and to realize that you know mm-hmm. that uh that you know especially when you're working on a work that's impactful um they're not going to come up to you and be like great work you know they're going to yeah. talk about the, the the message first and foremost or whatever you know they're going to talk about the impact Mm-hmm. And be like, this hurt me, you know, I hate this character, you know, they're going to talk about that and not come up to yeah. you and be like, you as an artist, sir, <laughs> are tremendous. <laughs> wow. No, it's true. Yeah. It's it's like, because I always thought I, that people were going to be able to differentiate me as the artist and the actor. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's not necessarily the case. Like, oftentimes they just think you are the character and you're like, yeah. Yeah, that's, that's acting. Weird. Yeah. yeah, it's yeah. weird. It's being so good that people assume that, oh, you know, if you're playing a raging misogynist, yeah. people are kind of like skirting around <laughs> you afterwards, like, mm, yeah, yeah. this guy. That happens. That happens uh, for sure. It happens a lot. And so it's, it's, a, it's a funny thing. It's a funny thing we do. Uh, but I think you have to give your audience an opportunity to have a voice. Like, you want mm-hmm. it to be a two way. Um, communication I guess mm-hmm. you know you're, you're not the only one who's has something to say like let them have something to say uh, yeah. le- listen to them and the, oh gosh that's my favorite part of theater is like <laughs> the after you know we're at the bar and they're like hey this your play reminded me of this story in my life and it's so mm-hmm. that's cool I love yeah, that yeah those things are that. great yeah but it's so funny because what we do as actors I'll admit everybody does this it's so funny we get, we get out, out done with a show and we just want to talk about ourselves, you know, <laughs> you know what I mean? We just want to be like, Oh, was this good in this one moment? And you know, yeah. like we want to yeah. bask in this all the is. glory, but, but that's not, you know, if you can kind of get out of that for a moment and, and just, uh, and stop and now listen to them, mm-hmm. um, to your audience, that's gosh, that's really, that can be really rewarding. Absolutely. And instead of like, instead of like seeking validation, well, how was I, you know, like mm-hmm. ask them, how, how are they doing? You know, what's going on in yeah. their life? See what happens. <laughs> See yeah. where it takes you. Yeah. Yeah. So we kind of wrap things up here. Um, cool. With all the things that you've worked in, do you have any sort of direction on where you see the next several years, where you see you ultimately wanting to end up, or are you just kind of like, want to dabble in whatever sort of creative outlet like gives you some sort Um, of satisfaction or gratification yeah you know that's a that's a i wish i could answer that more firmly um because 
I tend, maybe I do have ADD or something. I, you know, it's like (laughs) (laughs) you could call it the jack of all trades or just someone with ADD. Um, uh, because I do a lot of different, you know, roles and I do enjoy kind of jumping around. Um, Mm -hmm. but I have, um, you know, I, I would like to certainly establish myself, uh, as a director for sure mm-hmm. um but man it, it's hard and I, I i'm still learning so much you know i think that mm-hmm. like i'm currently in my masters right now you know like i feel like yeah. i'm i'm practice i mean i've probably directed i don't know how many short films a lot like dozens of them um but and i'm still learning you know uh, but yeah. i definitely would love to establish myself even further as a film director um mm-hmm. Uh, I I cert I have I know what I want to say and I know that I have a, a a voice and so that that's what's really cool is as I've grown older I've recognized that I have a voice and it's unique and that's a cool feeling um, mm-hmm. so I do have a um, a great um, and I didn't always have that by the way it took it some time to get here yeah um, but yeah I certainly want to say more i certainly want to do more as a director yeah. but, and i hope i do because i don't know i tend to be you know add and <laughs> doing too much you know, around. and jump around yeah. so i i hope it gets done um <laughs> before i'm 40 you know <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> something that's that's amazing and that yeah. was one of the things i really loved about you know when i when we're in class you're doing you know you know how to do sound you know how to do lighting you know how to do all this sort of stuff and that's something that i think is amazing because you know i also have that concern that i may have some attention uh disorder where i'm just like i want to do all these sorts of things yeah. because you know from writing to editing to directing like literally all these things i want to do and but other people they're just like oh i want to go do this and like they become fantastic at that but i'm just like someone who's like pretty decent at most uh of things um so i definitely i definitely feel uh that drive of like i can feel like if you were to ask me could i be good as a uh cinematographer could i make a name for myself as a cinematographer i would 100 percent be like yeah like i could be I could be world renowned. And that's not like me being uh, like, you know, I just think that highly of myself. It's just I know how I am as a person, how dedicated I get to stuff. And so like in how willing I am to learn. And I definitely get the same vibes from you as well as, you know, a director and yeah. someone who just loves uh, f- the craft of entertainment, filmmaking uh, or stage, any of that. Yeah, it's hard. It it is hard to have the discipline, you know, Um, Mm -hmm. for me, that that is sometimes the thing that I struggle with that and just start jumping around, like kind of doing too many things. So I hope one day I do like learn to kind of settle and focus Um, Mm -hmm. um, because I do think that that helps. (laughs) I've seen it help a lot of my friends, you know, that have become successful. They do focus. They do. They do. They focus and they have like a usually one thing that they do you know um that that doesn't mean that they they don't eventually yeah jump around but there there's like but yeah but they certain yeah they certainly um but that that said you know i don't i'm not hard on too hard on myself and i don't think you should be hard on yourself kenneth for like for being a little bit of i mean 
a jack of all trades. Uh, um, you know, at the end of the day, I really, really respect people that just create, you know, mm -hmm. um, especially filmmakers and, and actors that like get out there. There's so many actors that, why there's just so many actors, period. It's really crazy. <laughs> if I told you how many actors like have submitted to like, you know, like a, a low budget feature that I, produced it's insane i've had like forty thousand submit to like an a ultra low budget feature and it was like crazy mm. I and mean, that was la but um that's so many actors like what what is that yeah. you know what is all that <laughs> um it's overwhelming but um i really do respect the the project starters like you need those leaders you need those directors and especially good ones that respect actors that that I really like have a special place in my heart for. So mm -hmm. I don't know, Kenneth, you could certainly be one of those those guys that get out and do good work. So you probably will. You'll probably have you'll probably be like me. You'll have become a director by default because everybody wants to act in your company. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that's kind of what happened yeah. to me. And I just like, all right, well, fuck it. Is I, I'll just do the role that I'm dealt, you know? Yeah. <laughs> um, but it's not too bad. It's not too bad at all. You still get to hang out with everybody, you know, yeah. at the end of the day. And the cool thing is that at some point, if acting is your passion and you're a producer or you're a director, well, then you can just write yourself a role. That's you know? it right there. You know what I mean? So it's like, that's really cool. We've seen a lot of greats do that, you know? Mm -hmm. And perhaps if they hadn't have done that, would we know who they are today? You know, mm -hmm. their big break, they made it, you know. There's always the Matt Damon uh, Yeah, ties in, yeah. There, there's a yeah. lot of those. But I do respect those actors, I think, a little bit more than the child star or the, or the hot model, yeah. you know, drug addict right. reality show. Like, I, I'm, I think I prefer those self-starters a lot. Absolutely. Like, I don't know, I think they're, I respect them a lot right yeah. definitely yo so tell us uh where can we find you as well as more information on pinch and ouch so pinch and ouch we have a website and we do we do productions we're not doing much this year because of covid but we do we are planning some outdoor theater um in the spring and summer so that's really cool mm -hmm. uh, we have a website pinch and ouch theater uh, pnotheater.org and we also have a vimeo page that kind of some people we have a youtube page as well but mm -hmm. we have a vimeo page and pnofilms.com will take you right to the um to the vimeo page so there's some stuff on there it's not everything uh there's some shorts that we've we've uh we've we've won some festivals with we have some features i think on there some te web series we've made and oh, cool. um, you can learn a lot about our classes and um on the youtube and vimeo page but you know please like if, if, if anybody is listening to this and they made it this far, like reach out to me, seriously, please like, like just know that I am a personable guy and I like to meet people. So uh, just show up, like reach out, like send me a Facebook message or something. Um, I'm yeah. all about that. I'll, I'll, I'll probably reply if I don't. <laughs> I can um, whatever. Um, this. I'm, I'm <laughs> on the toilet or something. This is true. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I might not, you know, but we'll figure it out. Yeah. Uh, but email me that might be the other way but yeah let's connect somehow i want to connect with people um especially anybody that's trying to make stuff happen yeah you know mm -hmm. are you on instagram at all oh yeah instagram g mcgowan 
about all that stuff. Yeah, that's a good way to connect. Isn't it funny how that Instagram is like big these days? Yeah, we use yeah. Instagram that's a, a lot great way. for the pod. Instagram is one of the my main drivers for keeping up with the industry and anybody that I just meet. Right. That's cool. Sweet. Well, thanks for having me. Thanks All right, yo. Me. So thank it. you so much for being on, Grant. It really meant a lot. Uh, keep a lookout, everyone, for Grant. Uh, if you're in the Atlanta scene, it's, you know, I don't think you have to go too far to realize the awesomeness of Pinch and Ouch Theater. Uh, and also the recent uh, film, Happy Place. Go check that out whenever it's available. It's uh, something that I, is highly anticipated by myself and whenever i can get my hands on it i will watch it on repeat he's awesome uh, absolutely <laughs> what a fan <laughs> but uh thank you so much yeah we appreciate it man absolutely yeah appreciate you guys thank you guys so much for listening to this episode of center vibes thanks again to grant for being on with us yeah and thank you so much for listening it really means a lot uh if possible you know, share the podcast with everybody. Follow us at the Cine Vibes on Instagram, where you can see all the goodness uh, that we post of the episodes when they go live. Any of that goodness. Uh, if you ever have any questions, interests about the podcast, just overall FAQs about the podcast, if you if will. If you'd like to be on the podcast. If you would like to be on the podcast. Reach out. We want to hear from we you. We would love to hear from you. Uh, and you can do such at cinevibescast at gmail.com or messaging us on Instagram as well. And we know you guys are all on Spotify. Yep. So just click the follow. That's all oh, we yeah. ask. Just a little just follow a, click just there. Just a little click there. Thank you so much for listening. It really means a lot. And we're out.